Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. So, Speaker, yesterday was World Autism Awareness Day and the anniversary of my son Jaden's diagnosis at age two. Autism comes with no end of labels, and in Jaden's case, one of those labels is nonverbal. Ironically, I think Jaden's most important label is his name. I say ironically because unbeknownst to us when we named him, Jaden's name means God has heard. There are a few things I know for sure, but I know this. My 23-year-old nonverbal son has something to say. He says it in the simple words he types or writes. He says it with a sideways smile, a mysterious giggle, a whimsical look, and sometimes with heartfelt tears. And if you have the patience to just wait on him, quietly be present with him, joining him in the moment, in his moment, he will touch your heart in the most magical of ways. You will hear his voice, and you will never forget what he has to say. That is MP for Edmonton, Wetaskiwin, Michael Lake, who uh, I met many years ago when he worked for the Edmonton Oilers organization in ticketing uh, with my mother-in-law, who has since passed on, uh, Sheila McCaskill. Michael is currently the shadow minister for youth and sport in this country, and we welcome to Oilers Now. Michael Lake to tell us about an event that's going to take place uh, coming down the pipe on Sunday. But also to tell us what the Shadow Minister for Youth and Sport does and how he ended up going from the Edmonton Oilers to uh, politics. Jeez, uh, crazier suggestions have been made. Anyhow, Michael, how you doing? Long time no talk. Yeah, good to, good to talk to you, Bob. Yeah, Thanks for having me. First of all, give us the... How, I'm trying to think, how long did you work for the Oilers? I worked for just over 10 years. Uh, from 2005, I started in 2005, and the election, my first election was 2006, January. Okay, so you've been uh, basically an MP since 2006, so you're with the Oilers like 95 to 05. You went through some uh, tough miles back in those days, didn't you? 95 to 05, I remember when we started, the uh, we had 6,500 season tickets uh, sold in the building, and and uh, the first spring I started, uh, Peter, Peter Pocklington was the owner at the time, and he had this uh, idea that he was bringing in Pavarotti, 
and uh, don't know if you remember this. Yeah. He he, uh, he yeah. thought that uh, uh, season ticket holders would get first crack at seats for Pavarotti, and so uh, so the pitch to us was you're going to sell out the building because people are going to be lining up for season tickets so that they can get access to buy tickets for Pavarotti. It uh, didn't quite work out that way, but uh, of course the business community rallied, and uh, and uh, we, Cal, we Cal Nichols with the SOS campaign initially helped out, right? Those were fun days, I'll tell you. That 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 group of that ownership group then. Uh, just uh, really stepped up when the city really needed them. So Yeah, there's no question about that. Michael Lake joining us right now. So you've been a, an MP since uh, 2006, and obviously there's been a change of federal government. What exactly does a shadow uh, minister of youth and sport do? Sounds pretty ominous, right? It's uh, kind of a, a Westminster parliamentary term. So for the Conservative Party, um, I'm the, uh, my responsibilities, I'm the lead guy on, on youth, sport, and actually accessibility as well. And uh, it's, an, it's an interesting portfolio because there's three different ministers on the Liberal side uh, charged with those things. But the Prime Minister himself was designated the Minister of Youth, designated himself the Minister for Youth. So I, uh, in, in one part of my work, am, am Justin Trudeau's shadow minister. Oh, that's that's uh, interesting stuff. Uh, so, look, there's here's the thing. As you know, we have a you know Natalie Minkler. We have a community foundation. Uh, they just uh, did a uh, golf tournament that was a knockout success, uh, which you know they jump started after. I went to the one back in 2008, the last alumni golf tournament, uh, and they they had one this past weekend and auctioned off some key players and all that kind of stuff, and it was wonderful. We don't tend to do, you know, and, and that's part of it is I work for an organization that has its own community brand, and then we build that stuff around it. This is a little bit different, and you never know what people are going through and living in their personal life, but you've been quite uh, vocal, and you've been a, a leader for uh, sort of the, the autism community that's out there, and not everybody's comfortable doing the, uh, doing this sort of thing. So why has, you know, why have you been inspired to have been engaged at, at sort of at the level? Because at one time, I think you brought forward, uh, did you not have sort of a, a nationwide autism network and that ended up actually getting killed after uh, Trudeau's government got in? But uh, I'm just I'm just wondering where that all, the sort of the genesis of that came from. So Jaden was actually, Jaden was born, my son, uh, in 95, uh, shortly after I started working at the Oilers. Um, found out he had autism a couple of years later. When, when I got elected, uh, that wasn't what caused me to run. I, I lived in a liberal riding. I tend to be a pretty conservative, especially fiscally, and uh, um, and so we, we successfully ran. But it wasn't too long after that that you kind of just realize you have this platform, this opportunity, one of, at the time, 308 members of parliament from across the country to, you know, to use your life story and, and, and have an impact. And uh, made the decision along with, with Jaden's mom at the time to um, make sure that we were uh, that we were uh, on you know that we that that we were on the same page in terms of being willing to share it because it's fairly personal. Um, and one of the things that that, that uh, we found was that Jaden really has enjoyed getting out there and doing interviews and uh, being a part of news stories and those kind of things uh, to help raise awareness of autism and, and, and really raise awareness not just of the challenges. Certainly we want to talk about the challenges and they're significant, but uh, also the, the opportunities, the unique skills and abilities that people uh, with autism have. And, uh, and so it's been uh, about just over a decade that we've had that opportunity to do those things. And you mentioned, as, as you mentioned, uh, one of the things we were able to do, it's a little bit easier when you're in government, but I was able to work with Prime Minister Harper and, 
and uh, and uh, Joe Oliver, our finance minister, to get a Canadian Autism Partnership working group together in 2015, and and uh, they were to put together a plan. And uh, in 2000, of course, there was an election before 2017 when the right. working group finished its work, and when they put forward the business plan, it was in fact rejected. Uh, in 2017, a little bit frustrating, but uh, and was there was there some party lines that were followed there? Like, did you have some liberals, including maybe one from Edmonton, that originally you know pledged to support it, and then once uh, once the I, I'm a I'm a I'm across like I, I work across party lines pretty hard to right. build relationships, especially yep. on issues that we should all be on the same side sure. for. And so, uh, you know, we had a really special moment in the House of Commons as the debate was happening, where one day in question period, Andrew Scheer is our leader, and then Tom Mulcair was then the NDP leader, right. and Elizabeth May, the Green leader, back to back to back called on the government to fund the Canadian Autism Partnership, and, and it was rejected. And when the vote happened, it was uh, a whipped vote for, for, for the, uh, the government, and, and every Liberal MP voted against it except one. John McKay, a Toronto-area MP, supported it. But, yeah, leading up to that point, there had been clear indications personally that uh, many other members were prepared to support it, and then just in the end were whipped, whipped against it. Yeah, well, it's an unfortunate part of politics sometimes. It, uh, it is. You know. And you, uh, mentioned, but, you mentioned Toronto because in Ontario on this very same topic, uh, you know, there's been considerable consternation. You know, Doug, uh, Doug Ford has come in as a uh, as an Ontario, uh, you know, as the, the head of the uh, Conservatives in Ontario. And if I'm not mistaken, did he not significantly cut funding for, uh, you know, challenges like autism? What I would say there is, a, uh, absolutely, I, I've been public, I've done interviews out there and worked with that government now. They got it wrong at first, there's no question about it. They actually, since in the last several months, uh, I've worked really hard with them, with different ministers, to, 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 to sort of help them along the path. And uh, since they've increased the funding and they have a, an expert panel working on uh, putting forward a plan, but uh, absolutely, like governments across North America and around the world, everybody seems to get the autism policy wrong at first. I don't know. What are, what are the numbers in terms, because I know we look at this different in terms of what's in the spectrum today than maybe 40 to 45 years ago. Back then we would use politically insensitive terms to describe, you know, kids that have these sort of challenges and adults that have this, but are we talking, you know, one in one in 50 children in North America? What's one, in, one in 66 is the number right now. Okay. And, uh, you know, that number significantly changed over the years since I was elected. Uh, the first number when I was first elected, I think, was one in 166. Right. And so uh, that, that, that number has, uh, I guess, increased in the sense of the number of people who, uh, who have been diagnosed with autism. And there's a couple of explanations probably that I would put forward that, you know, would do a, do a better job of diagnosis now. And, uh, but there does seem to be a genetic component, and that might play into the numbers. Um, Clearly, we have to understand more about what's going on. And, of course, autism is a spectrum, right? So you have right. some kids like Jaden. Jaden's nonverbal and in some ways is like a three- or four-year-old in a 23-year-old's body. And then you have um, you know, other people with autism who go out and they get an engineering degree, but right. they have real difficulty with the social interaction. Yeah. The abstract world is very difficult for people with autism to navigate the concrete world incredible skills and abilities sometimes in those areas so uh, but you can imagine getting a degree in engineering being really good at engineering but not being able to get a job because you can't navigate a job interview there was a right? kid there was a kid uh brad morrison played for the lethbridge hurricanes and he's got asperger's 
and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know had an unbelievable playoffs a couple of years ago it was a remarkable story but of course was at times disengaged from his teammates and sometimes he wouldn't warm up before games and people you know people were like what what's going on with this guy and i got to tell you in my everyday dealings with with athletes i have wondered at times whether or not you know certain guys that have had some challenges maybe fully associating with their players might might actually fall in the spectrum and i'm serious that, about that and that no but that's that's a, a real thing and uh you know there can be significant mental health issues with uh, related to that yep. because you you know that you don't fit in but you don't know what to do about it those are both kind of abs, abstract um you know uh, abstract things right and so that that can be a real challenge for people at different places in the spectrum. You mentioned Asperger's. Uh, for people that are not familiar with the terminology, Asperger's is, is uh, on one sort of part of the autism spectrum, and they don't actually use that diagnosis anymore. It's just autism right. spectrum disorder now is, is what it's referred to. But, uh, um, you know, this is why what we're doing on Sunday is really important. Uh, um, the, 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 the walk that we're doing on Sunday, you know, it's an opportunity for Edmontonians. We do this every year in September, right in the early part of September. Uh, come together in Rundle Park, um, and uh, it's not a competitive walk. We're not walking 10K or anything like that. It's a, a pretty leisurely walk that starts at, uh, you know, starts at uh, um, uh, 11 o'clock is when the walk starts. The gates open at 9:30, but uh, it's just a good opportunity to come out and show your support for people that uh, that. Autism in in Edmonton and wow. across the country, really, because Autism Speaks Canada does fantastic work on research and community services and and supports like that. Uh, Michael Lake joining us, MP Edmonton Wetaskiwin. He's uh, been a member of Parliament since two thousand and what six, um, and is also what's the what's the, what's the official term again? The, the shadow a shadow minister for youth, sport, and accessibility. Although go. now we're in uh, now we're in election mode, so all titles I guess are off the table, and we're all candidates. So uh, now I guess I'd be the conservative candidate for Edmonton. Now, Wisconsin. do you still have the Oiler tattoo on you a bit? <laughs> I uh, love the Oilers, and uh, every year I predict the Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. But uh, hasn't hasn't come to pass lately. But uh, I like the direction the team's going now, um, and uh, still love to, to 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 watch the games whenever we can. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Can I, can I tell you a little story about Jaden and and and, sure. and the Oilers uh, taking him to an Oilers game uh, one time when he was he was nine? So there's some very funny stories about uh, autism, and every every parent uh, has funny stories. When Jaden was nine, he looked like any other kid. We're at an Oilers game one time watching the action, and and of course it's uh, you know quiet because the play's on second period, and uh, sitting there in my Oilers ID, Jaden's beside me, and suddenly he squeals loudly, and everybody kind of turns around and he reaches over the shoulder of the five-year-old girl in front of him and he grabs the ice cream off the top of her cone like you'd grab a snowball and just starts eating her ice cream because it's there and he doesn't understand that he can't do that and of course the dad snaps around right away and uh, says like like what the and i kind of quickly explained jaden has autism and he understood right away the five-year-old girl didn't understand it all right. though she you know, we got her ice cream in the next intermission but uh, um that can be that can be life with jaden sometimes yeah and, so uh, did, did the yeah. company did you have to get approved for the company to pay for it for the new ice cream because <laughs> I, I, things were pretty tight out, out of my pocket and uh, uh. Yeah, and, and of course there was uh, for probably it was in the old old Rexall place. Uh, there's probably still a sticky spot on the concrete there from uh, the half of the ice cream that dripped through Jaden's fingers onto the floor. Yeah, 
Awesome stuff. Hey, uh, yeah. Mike, we appreciate the time. Best of luck this fall. We'll leave that at that. Otherwise, we'll be accused of playing favorites, uh, but we are playing a bit of a favorite. Good luck with this thing this weekend. With uh, Again, give people the, the deets on it if you can, and maybe how yeah. people can get hold of you on Twitter as well. Sure. You know what? If you, uh, if you go on, if you just Google Autism Speaks Walk Edmonton, You'll uh, you'll find the site, so that's probably the easiest way to do it. Uh, um, come on out, nine thirty uh, is registration. Eleven o'clock is when the walk starts at, R- at Rundle Park. Um, in terms of, you can find me anywhere on social media, just Mike Lake MP. So Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, I'm on all three of them at Mike Lake MP. So thanks, Bob, for uh, sure. for for the the chat and for giving me ten minutes of uh, reprieve from the campaign. All right, good stuff. Thanks a lot, Michael. That's Michael Lake. Uh, MP for Edmonton, Wetaskiwin, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, and uh, known him for twenty, like almost twenty-five years. Man, those nine. Just thinking back to the challenges and oh, the SOS campaign in like ninety. I think it was ninety-five, ninety-six, and then in ninety-eight, uh, the Edmonton Investors Group getting the team uh, from. Peter Pocklington, who was not very popular in the end. It was amazing. I got to tell you this. I attended an event in 2013, was it? 2012. And I'll be honest, it was in Southern California. And there were some big-time stars at this event, okay? Like, there was five or six prominent A-list movie stars at the event. And there was probably 80 to 150 people from Northern Alberta at this event. Peter Pocklington was at that event. And the focus for some of the wealthiest people, including the Kaiser Sozes of Edmonton Money, guys that quietly have a ton of money, but people, you know, the old talk, right? Money talks, but wealth whispers. So, like a guy named Harold. I'm not saying who it is, but, hey, where's Peter Pocklington? It was crazy. But anyways, Cal Nichols and the Edmonton Investors Group, and I I actually think Cal Nichols should be in the NHL Hockey Hall of Fame as a builder. Genuinely believe that. And uh, the Oilers got to build something moving forward here. They got to get this uh, ship steered in the right direction. It's 150 in Edmonton. This is Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. That sounds brand new. Is that a brand new t- It's got a different sound to it. Did they already do the car wash day? Did that already happen? Just a uh, car wash is when the players go through and they do their photos and then they do, you know, for the uh, broadcast partners, be it Sportsnet or Chorus, uh, they end up doing, uh, you know, the liners and that sort of thing. Royal Pizza, they've been on board in one form or another. Uh... See, they did my Golden Bears broadcast starting in 1998. So 21 years they've been a part of shows that I've been involved with. Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years in Edmonton, still making it great. On through October, Royal Pizza offering the combo special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for $50. Pick that up at any of their 14 Edmonton and surrounding area locations. Everything is real at Royal. None of that synthetic, cheap stuff. It's old-school, big-boy pizza. Two, this day in Oilers history, four, New West travel. Now with two great road trips, Chicago and Tampa Bay, including a Caribbean cruise. For reservations, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. 
Brennan, what do you got? Back in 1985, Oilers GM Glenn Sather acquires tough guy Marty McSorley from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Gilles Maloche. And you might have to help me on this one. Tim Hirenowich? Maloche. Maloche? Heinrich. Heinrich. All right. Heinrich. Heinrich. You know what? I might go with Heinrich there. What did you say? <laughs> it it is Maloche. I can tell you. Maloche. I don't remember. You know, I, I don't actually. Uh, I, I've never actually pronounced the name all these years. H-R-Y-N-E. Is that Rhine? It might be Rhinewick. Rhinewick. The H might be silent. Go on and talk about Marty McSorley. Who cares? It's some guy we never... Next time, just read it. Jill's Malosh and some guy we never heard of. How about that? McSorley quickly became known as Gretzky's bodyguard and played in 160 games for the Oilers through the 80s, racking up 647 penalty minutes before he was sent to Los Angeles, along with Gretzky in 1988. Just to show you the power and passion in Edmonton, Marty played like three years here in Edmonton. He's, he gets way more action with Oiler alumni events than he does in Southern California where he spent six seasons. So eh, maybe that's not a surprise. Man, we got a lot of texts. Uh, hey, Bob, Mathis and Spectre still, stry- uh, still trying to retire Lowe's number in the rafters. Yeah, well, why wouldn't they? I mean, he should have his jersey retired in the rafters. Cal Nichols should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. You can text us at 630-630. West End Scott, please don't ever say that name again. I think he's referring to Peter Pocklington. Um... This text comes in from Doug in Edmonton. Thanks, Bob. My grade six boy has a high functioning now called verbal autism. Uh, it's so important for people to understand. People are generally patient, but uh, need, uh, but be careful to judge until you uh, know more. From Doug, uh, you can text us at six thirty. Six thirty, Bob. Did you see uh, Cody Lee on America's Got Talent? Yes, I did. And then I closed the door in my room. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30, because I didn't, didn't want to see my kids get see me get upset. You can text us, as I mentioned, 6.30, 6.30. Uh, Bob, is there any way to replay Bob's, quote, exciting stuff after hearing the part of the shadow minister's job in shadowing prime minister? Uh, Trudeau, classic. Did you see the picture of uh, Trudeau's plane? You didn't see the So... We uh, we were in uh, Pittsburgh when Donald Trump's plane pulled in just before our plane in 2016. And, of course, Trump's plane had the MAGA line on it, Make America Great Again. And I was thinking I was going to tweet out, you know, Trump's plane says Make America Great Again. Uh, the Oilers' plan says McDavid, Make Oilers Great Again. And guess what Trudeau's plan uh, plane should say? Justin Trudeau, making sure Quebec comes first again. That's it. That's all I got. Have a wonderful day. Reed Wilkins has inside sports. He'll have more from the opening day of training camp down at Rogers Place. Tomorrow, for our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino, he's back. Elliot Friedman. And for Horse Racing Alberta, Mark Spector. Up next, her man Mike. Out at Volvo takes care of her. No question. Jalen Nye with 6.30 Chet Afternoons after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chet.